0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with Byte.
0: Hey, Y'all, side Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Week 7 may have been the worst set of games in NFL history, but we still watch them. It is Ira Paul, a.k.a. the guy who obviously applauded the Bengals for passing on Penesual for Jamar Chase. And with me, as always, is AJ, football is better than football, Marchese.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Do you see that uh, crack of a match today? Westham taking down Man City, four straight Carabao Cubs, and went to penalties?
0: Yeah, no. Today, we're breaking down the best and worst rookies from week seven in the NFL. Let's do it.
1: Going up. Who's going to ban it all on draft day? Who's going to wager future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever.
0: And that's a song.
1: We have a new
0: sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Also join Spotify Green Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform where you can talk to AJ, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. AJ's been breaking down a lot of, would you say Man U soccer matches? Mm, Manchester United soccer matches, yep. Get in on the conversation that you listen to here every day. Share your own experiences and takes on the app. It's your chance to be featured on your favorite team's podcast. I don't know if that's true. That just it says that. I don't quote that. Hey,
1: not. on our Manchester United podcast, where we're breaking down them losing five nil to Liverpool this this past weekend, um, <laughs> we're talking about the Manchester Derby coming out, and, and uh, everyone who wants to talk about the Derby can come and join. No problem.
0: Is that like the Kentucky Derby or is it yeah. different?
1: No, it, it's purely, uh, they, they run horses around the, the pitch. That's cool.
0: Download the Spotify Green Room app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter and join the group. And be notified when your favorite hosts go live. Uh, you know who I wish went live this week, KJ? <sighs>
1: Trevor Lawrence?
0: Yeah, but guess what, he was on a bye week. Ugh. Why this guy was
1: on the bye I don't know. Urban Meyer, I hope, kept his fingers to himself this weekend. <laughs> that's that's a big... I think the Jaguars won the bye week just with no new Urban news. Do you think like Shog Khan told him he couldn't leave Jacksonville? Yeah, but you can get into a lot of trouble in Jacksonville too. They're coming off... last week was their first win, right? Mm, yep. It's all blending
0: together in my head, but at yeah, that point in the yeah, NFL I season. Totally agree um things are trending up urban's not doing bad things on his off time and they won a game um but yeah no trevor lawrence this week unfortunately um so our first qb on the rookie qb rundown zach wilson who ended up getting hurt and he's gonna miss a couple weeks uh the jets had to go to mike white who will start again this week against the Bengals, and they traded for joe flacco lots of fun for jets fans what did you see from zach wilson before the injury
1: yeah, so knowing, obviously, going into the rewatch, I knew Wilson was out. So I also got the Mike White breakdown and breaking out every – no, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. No, I will pay you not to... – I don't know <laughs> I'm if kidding. you're kidding, but no, I don't am kidding. Okay. I'm completely kidding. But I'll give you a little more Zach Wilson since it was only uh, – he was only 6 of 10 for 51 yards, no touchdowns, no pick. Uh, right off the bat, I think the story of this game was they couldn't protect him. Uh, Miles Bryant sacked him on the opening drive off the, off the DB Blitz. I think, for me. <laughs> congrats, man. I think the first yes. two uh, series, speaking of hits, I think got pressure like on every dropback pretty much. Uh, I did make a nice play under pressure, avoiding a sack and like just a little shovel underhand throw to Ty Johnson, made a play, picked up the first down. Next set of downs, like I'm really breaking this down because there wasn't too much here. Next <laughs> set of downs, had a quick screen, like just dumped over defender again, lots of defenders in his face. To uh, so guess who showed up, uh, I'll mention more later because I'm making contact, uh, content. Elijah Moore broke a tackle, picked up the first. Was a nice play from him. Um, next first down, they can or next next third down converted easy throw to Ty Johnson. Um, and then the next one was shit. He threw it to like Elijah Moore again, but he was covered and short of the sticks. I don't know why he threw it. Um, there was a couple nice plays we forgot after the game. Well, one like right before, made a dude miss. Uh, uh, okay, no, sorry. this is this the one where I think he got hurt, sorry, uh, made a dude miss, right, got hit low as he was throwing the ball away, probably should have been a flag, it was like on the sideline, his leg planted, and got twisted weird, he stayed in the game at that point, point. and then the, the very next play, he extended the play, rolled to his left, made a really nice throw on the sideline to get the first down, and like, okay, are we turning around, and then right after that, three plays in a row, uh, it was the one that knocked him out, um, so I think it was a combo of the two hits This time he just got crunched from behind When when trying to unload it deep uh, Actually got the plat- pass interference and got down to like the 5 yard line But Judon just kind of brought him down funny from behind Like his whole body weight Kind of just went right on his knees It was really awkward And I think it was a combo of the two hits um, that, that really knocked him out And that first one, I don't know With, with all the tiki tack, like you know The soft rough and the passer calls we've seen over the years I, I felt like that should have been a flag But regardless to summarize, as a, as a whole, not not nothing to really um, write home about. A lot of pressure, uh, four point seven yards per target on the on his eleven dropbacks, five point one yards per attempt. It was really trying to be more of the same from Zach Wilson before the injury. Um, but we saw one nice play, and that's about it. How worried
0: should Jets fans be? Not even obviously, this performance was. Yeah, I mean, kind of a throwaway performance, yeah. just because there wasn't enough there. But how should, how worried should they be about the Jets offensive line keeping Zach Wilson protected um in in kind of building that confidence for him going forward? I mean, on our mock draft show yesterday, we uh we mocked the, the Jets offensive line in the first round.
1: Yeah, because... and I feel a lot better about that today cuz I actually didn't watch the game until today. And like the, the rest of the way, I felt like the offensive line was a little bit better. They settled into the game, but not really anything to uh to get excited about mm-hmm. um i'd be well, i'd be worried i don't know i don't think we've seen anything from zach wilson to really make you feel like he's starting nfl quarterback like no. glimpses of of you know of flashes glimpses of flashes rob but other than that uh, uh I'm, I'm worried
0: uh no trey lance this week who um was injured uh jimmy g returned to the starting lineup I'm just uh, – Jimmy J didn't play well in that Sunday Nighter, but it was a bit of a monsoon. It um, was a washout. Ass- yeah, I'm assuming he'll be starting even once Lance is healthy. But hopefully we do see a little bit more Trey Lance soon. Uh, I'm hoping by, like, week 13 he's just named the starter. But
1: Well, especially with the San Francisco 49ers season not going as uh, planned, you know?
0: Yeah, that loss to the Colts was a really big – I don't think this this team's going to make much of a playoff push moment. Uh, yeah, totally agree. Um, but Justin Fields did play. Um, I gave you my son last week. I took him back this week. Uh, it wasn't great, AJ. It wasn't <laughs> great. Uh, they lost 33 to the Buccaneers. It was never a game. Um, Fields... this I, I think prior to this game... You never felt necessarily that there the bust potential was there for Justin Fields because you more could blame the staff and the play calling, which I think still needs a lot of blame, but this performance was a little more scary. I think he if like you look at the box score, it looks worse than it was. Um Oh, I guess I'll just go through it. I, 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 <laughs> I have a note for every drive. He finished with hundred eighty-four passing yards, threw three picks, had eight carries for thirty-eight yards. Um, mo- like he ended up going twenty-two of thirty-two. Most of his completions came when they were down by a lot already, and it was a lot of flats throws to tight ends, and dump offs to running backs or schemed like swing routes to uh, Marquise Goodwin. Like there wasn't. A ton, a ton. I, I've noted his most impressive throws. But here, just listen to this. First quarter. First drop back. Strips act. Buddy recovered it. They ended up punting. Second drive. Third and eight. Cole Komet drops it. So they punt. So so at this point, they're down uh, 14-0. Uh, third drive. Huge pump fake. And he scrambles. Uh, and it, it's starting to look good. He hucks it deep. Allen Robinson falls down. It goes right into the safety's belly. Picked off. Fourth drive. Third and five. Strips act. This time they lose it. First quarter ends. They're down 21-0. He's fumbled twice. Lost one and thrown a pick. Second quarter begins. Fifth drive of the game. Darnell Mooney. Third and two. Drop. Punt. Sixth drive. Strips act. Lost it. (laughs) Seventh drive. Jump ball on third and goal. They had a big kick return and a couple nice Khalil Herbert runs more on him later that got them in- into scoring range. And on a third and goal jump ball, he, uh, or third and goal um, kind of left sideline, Jesper Horstead on a one-on-one. The king. Throws a 50-50 ball off Horstead's fingertips in the end zone. Um, they kick a field goal. Eighth drive. Fourth uh. Fourth and four, he's sacked. Uh, they end up going to half down thirty-five-three. Um, I really didn't respect the choice to kick a field goal down twenty-eight nothing, but whatever. Points on the board. Yeah, exactly. Second half begins. Third quarter. Tenth drive of the game. He he has a a play action play action like a drop drop back hits Darnell Mooney on a deep crosser. Looks like a potential scoring drive. They're moving down, but uh, kind of I think around the bucks thirty. He throws a bit high on a curl to Mooney. It goes off Mooney's fingers, and it's picked. And that was their only drive of the third quarter. <laughs> fourth quarter begins. 11th drive. Uh, from their old, own goal line, because their defense got a fourth and goal stop. So, uh, so, the first first play from the their own goal line, one-yard run by Herbert. Second play, he goes deep to Allen Robinson, who is open. Has a step on uh, Pierre Desir. Uh but he underthrows it and it's picked. So yeah. that that pick really stood out to me because he did have Allen Robinson deep and he he just didn't put a laid out there for far enough for Robinson to make a play whereas the other the other two interceptions weren't totally on him. Uh 12th drive puts a nice intermediate ball over to middle to commit between a safety and a linebacker. Um so that in the Mooney throw on the play action was best two throws. But then he strips sacked but he recovers it, but they have to punt. He's really good at recovering fumbles. He is. He fumbled four times in this, recovered two. That's 50% of the time.
1: <laughs> He's recovered a lot of fumbles already. His yeah, own.
0: Yeah. 13th drive. Rips a high ball down the seam to Goodwin too high off his finger, fingers. Uh, and then after that, they just, like, kind of ran the clock out themselves. <laughs> to use. And that was the whole game. That was Justin Fields' game. So... The play calling was really vanilla. It was a lot of gun. There was very few play action passes. That Mooney one was really one of like four or five, I think. Most of it was play action gun. Or sorry, most of it was um, just uh, like spread out gun, uh, single back. And not nothing really aggressive downfield um like zero i think they called one qb draw as a design run so his other seven carries were scrambles um and like yeah the play calling was just so bland and boring and they were down by so much so early it felt like they just waved the white flag and like but at the same time they're down by so much i wanted them to just like fuck Fuck it it. let's see what justin fields has and they didn't because it feels like matt nagy cares more about his job than develop which not shocking, but cares more about his job than developing Justin Fields and seeing what he has in Justin Fields. So the, the game is horrible to watch. It was really fast, though. It went by quick.
1: <laughs> um, I'll say a couple things here. Uh, one, I obviously I already think Nat, Matt Nagy shouldn't be back, but um, if you're going to point to one game, I would point to this one because you're going to Tampa Bay. You already assume you don't really have a chance. Their secondary is banged up. Why go with this vanilla bullshit offense rather than trying to make some plays downfield i don't know all i wanted was more play action deep throws like intermediate
0: and deep throws because that's what we've seen the best of justin fields this year and they just refuse to do that and again they really really rarely mix in uh designed runs they don't take advantage of him
1: as a running threat to open up their own run game it just sucks so i actually from daniel jeremiah i got a i got a little stat on his play action usage here uh so they've only ran play action about like 25 percent of dropbacks uh, on those plays, Fields is completely around 65%, uh, 7.6 yards per attempt, one touchdown, and a 99 uh, passer rating. On all other plays, a.k.a. no play action, um, he's 54.5%, 5.8 yards per attempt, one touchdown, six interceptions, and a passer rating of 49.7. Yeah.
0: Fun. A lot of yeah. fun happening in Chicago.
1: Yeah, you got to
0: you gotta get rid of Matt Hickey. I'm – I'll be shocked if Matt Nagy's still the head coach in four weeks, but, like, God, they could be ruining Justin Fields. I don't know. And, like, Allen Robinson's such a non-factor. and Yeah. Like, we've seen good things from Darnell Mooney, and, like, Cole Komet looks like he'll be a solid starting tight end. Oh, by the way, the offensive line was horrible. Like, yeah. the strip sacks, like, he has to do a better job prot- uh, protecting the football, but
1: fucking Shaq Barrett was eating their offensive line alive. Like, that's the only thing I could point to towards, like, not wanting to try to push it downfield because you know that off line is not going to be able to protect Fields. But that being said, even with this vanilla bullshit passing attack, they're not going to protect him anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it was like JPP, Shaq, Barrett, they blitzed Antoine Winfield Jr. one time or a couple times, I should say. And like they were just, they were beating up on him. And like they they they, because they were up by so much, like they didn't care about having to stop the run. So it was just like, I <laughs> don't want Justin Fields do anything. And the Bears were like, yeah, let's agree to not let him do anything.
1: I really don't get not running him more, especially when Nagy is coaching for his job. I don't know. It's, uh, it makes me sick. Tell us about Mac Jones. I don't want to think about this anymore. It's, it's going to make you sick too, buddy. Uh, from bad play calling uh, to good play calling, uh, like Josh McDaniels has been pretty much in his bag, man. I like, You look at Mac Jones' numbers, you look at his performances – to me, it's way more about Josh McDaniels. Like, it was still a lot of screens. A lot of play action. I, I don't have his play action percentage, but heavy play action. Um, and it was just way too easy for the Patriots on Sunday. Um, like, I think this game was 14-0 before Mac completed a pass more than, like, a yard downfield. So, so, so there wasn't too much really to uh, to put him under scrutiny here. But um, he didn't nearly throw a pick early in the game. Um, then, like, the next snap, he found Joni wide open. Uh, off of play action that was a theme here um you know like I, I saw some nice stuff where like he, he got the jets to hard uh to, to jump on a hard count on a third and two that's like the next maybe the, the next little step for him before like the deep ball comes on like that'd be nice to see like in this evolution of whatever the hell mac mac wilson is right now uh mac milson mac jones is right now um then he missed like henry kind of wide open on a third and five it doesn't matter they got the field goal. seventeen nothing. So not only just heavy play action, they're also running a lot of draw plays, and this week, the draws just come in so easily because the Jets didn't know whether they're running or throwing it, and it's just working so well. And I think just in general, Mac just knows where to go with the football. He gets the ball out of his hands quick. He's thrown with good timing. He's composed, and he makes it like a catchable ball. I don't think like you know it's anything extremely impressive. It's just that he's a rookie. And doing all this as a rookie is fairly impressive. But really, I'm really impressed with with McDaniels. I know they're not winning a shit ton of games, but they did just put up 50 points on the Jets. Um, but yeah, the first touchdown. Well-designed play. Just Brandon Bolden on a misdirection kind of screeny play. He, he took it in. Um, hit, hit like a couple night I like, I like the touch. I've seen some nice touch throws from him. Um, nice touch throw on that same drive before the touchdown. Uh, picked up a 3rd and 10 with his legs, which I think you got to give him some credit for. But they're still not really big-time throws, and he's not completing anything downfield. He did, like, on his last throw of the game, uh, hit a wide-open Kendrick Bourne downfield, and uh, he got tackled the 1, and then from there on, out, it, it was Brian Hoyer time. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, the second touchdown, he just led Henry in the end zone uh, before he was open, which I guess you can give him some credit. But, like, he could have waited and made it, like, a really easy throw for Henry, but... And he had to make like a really nice juggling one had to catch, and then like, I don't know, it was just a lot of dump offs from the running back. Brandon Bolden was their leading receiver. I don't know. They're playing, you know, it's working. He's playing well, but it's not like there's this weird dichotomy between the way that the media is is pumping Mac Jones up, and where what he's really doing. And I think like he's playing well he's playing well but it's 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 not it, a lot of impressive throws is part part of it too i would think
0: is zach wilson trey lance yeah. justin fields all three of them have really shown us nothing to this point none of them zach wilson the titans game for a bit had had some moments justin fields had a couple of moments yeah um but the three of them have really struggled davis mills uh, i don't even <laughs> include him in this conversation uh and even Trevor Trevor Lawrence has had a, a couple goofy games, whereas yeah. Mac Jones has consistently been like, I don't know, Consistent. okay. Yeah. Like, he, he he doesn't look like a quarterback who's going to necessarily put the team on his back and carry you, but he is also not been the quarterback who's losing you games the way pretty much the other four have all at, at one point um, done. He just doesn't really turn the ball over because he doesn't take risks. And again, the other thing being – um, outside of like Trey Lance is a really small sample size, but uh, the uh, the other guys all have worse play callers than uh, Mac Jones, obviously because he has Josh McDaniels, who yeah. has been considered one of the most consistent and, and probably a top ten play caller in the league for a decade. So I don't know. There's there's a couple factors. There's uh, um, there's a system in New England that has worked, and Mac Jones has stepped in and. Been a, a a very good game manager as a rookie I, like the, if anyone is arguing him for rookie of the year well at this point when you have things like yeah. Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts are doing yeah just because he's a quarterback like that's
1: ridiculous yeah.
0: but I think if you're a Patriots fan you you're feeling okay right now about it
1: especially when you see these other rookie quarterbacks no I totally agree but like it almost does feel like it's a lesser extent of peak Jared Goff where you know it's you know Sean McVay and like the, the crossing routes off flash or what like you know what I mean it's a lot of just really well-designed football and like I think Mac Jones can can be that for a long time in his career but like I don't know how high the the peak is gonna get for, for Mac Jones yeah um like he he looks
0: like he's got the ability to be a top 20 quarterback but never top 10 yeah no I that's it, fair? It, and totally. like he's not He's not top 20 yet. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL now.
1: And speaking of, we got Davis Mills. <laughs> nice transition. Taking on the mighty Arizona Cardinals. And ugh, I don't know why you're the only one that gets impressive performance from Davis Mills. Because this was like an all-time nothing performance from an NFL quarterback. He could have been not on the field and nothing. Would. They could have played they could have had no quarterback and this would not have changed. Uh, just, just to put it out there. Average depth of target was 4.7 yards. Yards per attempt was 4.2 yards. This was a nothing performance. He was 22 of 32. Didn't feel it for 135 yards. No touchdowns. No interceptions. uh, Sacked a couple times. I don't have a lot to say because it was fucking nothing. Like The two most notable throws of the day uh, was right after the safety, the first one. Uh, Ran play action. Hit his drop. Just ripped one over the middle of the field to Nico Collins. He uh, was wide open, but it was a nice rhythm play. Um, had another nice throw. 18 yards to Brandon Cooks on the sideline. Just a nice arc. Nice arc, rolling to the left a little bit. Off play action. Off a little play action. Um, and then the very next play for that, he did get strip sacked. But, I swear, the the rest of his 22 completions were just dump-offs, and like, he took a few other bad sacks. That being said, the Texas office line is a disaster. Um, he wasn't doing them any favors at times. It's, it's a it's it's a give and take there I think, uh, but for the most part I don't know like he does a good job of getting the ball out of his hands like Mac does but not to a, to a way shittier extent, uh, quicken in rhythm when he's working he's fairly composed, I don't know there's just there's just nothing going right now there's, there's no yak there's no yak built into this offense, uh, no one makes a play for him, Brandon uh, Cooks makes plays, yeah but like. But now he's mad because they traded Mark Ingram, which is kind of weird because I don't know what he thought this, where he thought this was going. But anyways, in um, the game, I, I, the very last play of his of his day, uh, I thought he had a pretty nice throw under pressure, fourth and five, uh, kind of lofted it up on, on on an out to Danny Amendola. But he's ancient and he just couldn't get to the ball, and that was kind of that's kind of it. Yeah, Cooks is good. I mean, sure he is, and hopefully Nico Collins comes on. Had a, I'm not going to mention him anywhere else. Had a couple catches. Had that one I mentioned had a drop too, but um. I don't know. It's it's such a this is such a nothing performance. You you got so blessed by all the good rookies this week, and I had to slog through this. I had to watch Justin Fields get destroyed. It wasn't a good week for me. Yeah, if I, I had it on twos. So. <laughs> oh, so that
0: that that must have been fun for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. For God, I hope
1: I hope uh, week eight brings us better football games. Lawrence against the Seahawks. I get to watch it. Uh, I'm kind of excited because the Seahawks suck, so at least I get to enjoy if if they're giving up points.
0: Yeah, so we, we'll end up having um, Lawrence against the Seahawks, Fields against the Niners, but likely no Trey Lance, mm. um, no Zach Wilson now against the Bengals. So Mike White against Joe Burrow though. <laughs> Mills Mafia against the Rams, Mac Jones gone. versus the Chargers. I think that'll be a nice test to see. Can he win meaningful football games? Especially when you see the, the contrast between him and Justin Herbert's style, I think it yeah. would be really enjoyable. Yeah. It's crazy how many buys we had last week, and this week we just have the Raiders and the Ravens.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. It's
0: funny. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I'm
1: laughing, Rob.
0: And your Seahawks get next week. Uh, glad the one week my Steelers don't play where I can just enjoy football is the worst fucking week we've had. Uh, but... A highlight of the week for me comes, uh, with my rookie of the week performance, which ended up being just the offensive player, AFC offensive player of the week performance. Um, because Jamar Chase was unstoppable against the Baltimore Ravens, 10 targets, eight catches, 201 yards and a touchdown. Um, the one that I think stood out the most to me was, so this was a close game, um, Deep into the third quarter. Like, it was a three-point game. Like, this was the best game of the day until the Bengals ended up running away with it. Yeah. Because it was two potential playoff teams going head-to-head. Burrow drops back, third and two. Uh, Jamar Chase is already having a day, but he runs a, a, a quick slant. The ball's even a little behind him. Like, it wasn't super on time. He reaches back, grabs it, breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle, spins out, and he just houses it. Uh, like, it was, would have been, like, 82 yards-ish, and it was just ridiculous, and in that moment, it immediately reminded me of, like, what Odell Beckham did at his peak, like, his ability to break any slant for a house call. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of ability we used to always, people used to always say about Jerry Rice, like, Jerry Rice could turn anything into a touchdown. Um, but that one was unbelievable. Uh, then on, on top of that, um, he he like a- after every catch, it felt like he was breaking tackles. Uh, just before the half, they were tied 10 10, and he uh it, they were just past the Ravens 50, and he he just ran in and just instead of it being like a 10 yard gain or whatever, he he like he put Marlon Humphrey, like he he created separation with an outside stem as he hit the cushion, broke in, caught the ball, outran Merlin Humphrey and turned what like looked like it should have been like a 10-year gain to like a 25-year gain. Um, and it's just, it, it's really like, it's the special plays like that slant that stand out the most, that the house call on the slant, but it's also these little plays where instead of it being a 10-year gain, he turns it into a 15-year gain or a 20-year gain or wh- whatever it is. It's just, he's such an electric player already. Yeah. And he just bouncing off tackles, and, and, and that's not even to mention there was a couple times where he he would cook the DB, and the ball wouldn't go his way. Like he he not to say he's not getting a ton of targets because he got ten, <laughs> uh. But he's he's like becoming a top ten wide receiver in the league immediately. Yeah. What he is doing is insane. Like it it it's on par with Odell Beckham's ridiculous rookie year. I think, and, and I think I saw a stat that every game this year he's either had. Seventy-five or more receiving yards or a touchdown. Like he's just Mr. Consistent, star playmaker, and um, he's on pace for like a ridiculous amount of yards. I forget. I did the math earlier this week, but now I can't remember off the top of my head. I think he's on pace for like eighteen hundred yards. That's he's that's like insane. he's second. He's second in the league behind only only Cooper Copp, uh in receiving yards. And he has 21 less catches than Cooper Cup. He's averaging 21 and a half yards per catch. I think. Which is I'll, is the most among wide receivers with double digit catches.
1: I also think wow. Cooper Cup's on pace to break the receiving yards record. He, he is. Uh, so that that extra game, baby. Yeah.
0: But, like, yeah, Jamar Chase is absolutely everything that everyone thought he was going to be, maybe more after his sophomore year at LSU. I love the fact that we all look ridiculous for being like the Bengals should take Penn Sul uh, over Jamar Chase cuz hand up I definitely said yeah, that yeah me too me too and hey guess what they t- it looks like they took the right guy and hey Joe Burrow is also looking really great like I know Joe Burrow has his f- physical shortcomings in terms of in terms of arm strength but his chemistry with Chase is unbelievable he reads his defense so quickly he's thriving on these on the quick game which again, Chase can do so much in. And those ISO routes where he gets Chase one on one, he like they're just always on the same page. Jamar Chase is I at this point, like, I don't see any way he doesn't end up rookie of the year. Like he's gonna have a thousand yards by
1: week ten. <laughs> um, okay. So yes, we are the idiot for uh saying that Sewell should have been the pick. We obviously egg on our face there. But I don't think either of us bought into that preseason Jamar Chase is a bust talk so i think we gotta do no, a, a thing no but, yes you know. we gotta give ourselves. look a lot of people did I we know. gotta we pat po- ourselves on the back
0: for that at we least we both had him as obvious top 10 player in the class but still yes. still aj you i mean someone i saw made the point on twitter they're like funny that the guy who was clearly the best receiver on the lsu national championship team that also had a generational rookie year yeah receiver and justin jefferson funny that he's better than him in the nfl it's like fuck yeah you you know what sometimes it is simple aj yeah Yeah. but also respect that justin jefferson and jamar chase are top 10 receiving yards right now it's pretty wild
1: yeah i mean you know i don't develop those receivers (laughs) That, that was the whole point no you're right um is there... Okay, I, let's talk about... Okay, look. I, I felt, know your
0: pick is also Jamar Chase for Rookie of the Week because you're a coward. Yeah, so but that's what look. I'm, I'm both but, a coward know, and I know one gi- else. Yeah. It gives us... It also gives us more opportunity to spend more time on him because what he's doing is unbelievable. In this game, it, it was on the road. The yeah. Bengals don't go into Baltimore and win. Zach Taylor doesn't go into Baltimore and win. <laughs> Fucking Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow just did. This is a different Bengals team. It, it, it has a different vibe, and it's not even just, like, Chase... In defense Burrow. is playing it's, well, man. The defense is playing well. CJ Uzama keeps running wide yeah. open. Um, uh, Joe Mixon, they, they didn't run the ball a ton a ton into, until the second half, but Joe Mixon looked great. Samaje Pirine, it's the <laughs> Oklahoma running back duo. They're back. The Bengals have the secret. You just get college teammates together, and they thrive. The offensive line played a, a very good game, too. Like, the Baltimore Ravens
1: defense I don't think is very good. That, that's an interesting conversation, but conversation for another time. Um. Okay. Two, two, two things here. Is there anything that Chase isn't doing phenomenally right now? Like, even the route running, I think, from watching him has been
0: great. Yeah, like, I, I was just focusing on him a, a lot throughout the yeah. game. And, like, his his release, like, he, he's he got, like, a Devontae Adams-esque, just ridiculous release repertoire. Like, not necessarily to that level, because Devontae Adams is the best in the game at that. Yeah. But, like... Similar body that, types, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of like not power forward receivers, but well built yeah. six one ish receivers. Yeah, yeah, stout for the, yeah, um, but yeah, like that the the route right running, the release, the yak, the like the ability to just fucking turn anything into a touchdown. I don't know. He's so electric.
1: One other thing I want to ask you: uh, How much credit does Zach Taylor deserve? How much is I have, he doing? Well? I have no
0: idea. I still, I still am not even sure what Zach Taylor sounds like. I can't speak on Zach Taylor. I don't know.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's basically like if you like printed a picture of Sean McVay ten thousand times and the ink is running low and the last image is Zach Taylor. I'm pretty sure that's what he looks like. That sounds about right. Okay. Do you want to get
0: defensive rookie of the week?
1: Yeah. So in a week full of absolute blowouts across the board in the NFL. Uh, I didn't have a star, uh, so I wanted to give someone credit for being the only player on a defense that he did not roll over and die in a blowout. Uh, he's been more down than up, and I want to give credit to Nick Bolton, because <clears throat> he had 15 tackles and 4 TFLs. But Weren't their linebackers horrible in that game, though? I'll get there in a sec. He wasn't. Okay. He was bad he's bad against the pass, but I'll get there in a second. Uh, <laughs> but they played him much, much more at Mike this week and I think it paid off in the run and yeah like I said it was Derrick Henry and the Titans both have 15 tackles four TFLs you can't regardless you can't you can't smug at four TFLs Derrick Henry only had three point yards per carry and I mean uh 3.0 I should say and yeah I mean didn't need to rely on him but Nick Bolton was still a huge reason why that he wasn't getting uh, too much going on the ground and it was just for him zero hesitation trigger downhill and I think what you got to do against Derrick Henry but it's easier than said than done uh, stopping him before he gets started. Uh, one of the TFLs came at the goal line. They, they almost like, he had a bunch of, t- all four TFLs kind of looked identical, where he's just finding the hole, triggering downfield, getting to Henry before he's really moving. Um, made a, made a few tackles on short throws too. He played a, like an outstanding game uh, for everything that was in front of him. Um, <laughs> still a pretty big mess in coverage. Still a pretty big mess. Uh, PFF had him giving up five catches on six targets for 48. I, I think even like the updated numbers, it might have been worse, but regardless, he needs to do better. Um, But that being said, no one on this Chiefs defense is really showing up at all. So to put this kind of performance in against Derrick Henry in a game that felt like it was over quickly, he deserves some props, and he's got to figure out the the pass coverage, but the whole defense does. My main takeaway here is like you just didn't really have a ton of options. No, but I mean, that's still like four TFLs against Derrick Henry. I think that's that's still something to give him credit for. Yeah, it's Brandon Spikes, noted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Love that. Um, I don't know, maybe
0: I, I'd like I was just blessed this week. Thank you, football gods. The week sucked, but I got all the good rookies. Uh my defensive rookie of the week is Aziz Ojolari. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll talk about the rookie he killed uh in a bit. But uh Ojolari was unbelievable, especially in the second half. The the, the game was five three for most of the <laughs> for, for a good chunk of the game. It was electric. You
1: know it's a bad Sunday when we got multiple safeties going on? Mhm. It was 5-3 for a good chunk of the
0: game, but then the Giants started to run away with it. And when they got up and it was clear the the Panthers would have to throw, Azizo Ojulari really pinned his ears back. And I, I it felt like they were playing him more too, and he went to town on Brady Christensen. It was in it wasn't like he was using a um like a bunch of different pass rush moves. It was consistently just Speed, dip, rip. Speed, dip, rip. And Brady Christensen could not compete with his athleticism and his bend around the corner. Um, there there was uh, a series where it was, I think, second and ten. Beats him. Causes an incompletion. It felt like the exact same play happened again, but this time he got the sack on the very next play for punt, And then to end the game, he had another rip-a-dip sack. Um on a fourth down that closed out the game. He had a handful of other pressures too. Again, a lot of rip and dip. Uh, he had a big TFL in the run game earlier in the game too. He finished with five tackles, two and a half sacks a TFL, four quarterback hits on 67% of the snaps. Um, but yeah, he looks like he could become a premier. Um, you know who he was giving me vibes of whom Elvis Doomerville. That's, that's really specific. He had a great career he did and undersized pass rusher who began his career more predominantly as a situational guy mm-hmm. and then kind of exploded in between his i mean Denver and Baltimore like yeah he, he had over 100 career sacks like but uh yeah just the 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 intensity Ojalari plays with and that that ridiculous explosiveness and ability to run the arc um, he looks like a premier Pass rusher in the making.
1: Ojulari is not getting enough credit for the start. He isn't. Set. He
0: isn't. He has.
1: He has five and a half sacks right now. Like, I'm, he, funny he's, enough, he's
0: on pace. He's on pace for over twelve
1: sacks. Funny enough, I got another um, rookie defensive lineman from the SEC that I'm going to name later that also isn't getting enough credit. Also, just because you mentioned that, like
0: fucking Ojulari was on that Georgia defense that last year that looks like <laughs> it's the greatest defense of all time. Like that's so ridiculous.
1: Imagine if he if you still on that defense the just
0: oh that's it's it's wild kirby smart kirby smart's a wild boy um okay who's your uh, i'll just transition my worst rookie was brady christensen good transition he played left tackle this week played every snap they kept taylor Moten at right tackle which i i think is the call like leave taylor Moten alone let him be a good yeah. right tackle yeah uh brady christensen got his lunch eaten and it wasn't just like oh like it was Ojalari a lot, but like Leonard Williams was just blowing him back. The combo of Ojalari Ojulari's speed and bend, and Leonard Williams' power, just Christensen didn't know what to do, and he was just on skates. His base was a fucking mess, and in the run game too, he he like was not um, not uh, maintaining blocks whatsoever. And there was one time where Leonard Williams got him and it for a sack where it. it but Like, Christensen just seemed like he didn't know that it was a slide protection and didn't slide, but the rest of the line slid. Oh, no. and, and, and Leonard Williams just went through. Yeah, like, Sam Darnold didn't play well. P.J. Walker didn't play well. But Brady Christensen in that offensive line looked ridiculously bad. Um, I, I, It's just – he was so bad that, like, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with him. Like, I don't know if – like, this was one of the worst – Offensive lineman per, rookie offensive lineman performance of the season, if not the
1: worst. Uh, you draft Charles Cross and kick Christensen to guard. I guess. And he'll be he'll be thirty next year too. Throw that. In. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, my worst rookie. I didn't have any highs. I didn't have any true lows. So I said Davis Mills for fucking making me sit through that absolutely nothing performance. Rob.
0: See, even even I got the worst of the. I got the best. It's like. Even you, when you, you get got the, the bad, like, yeah, yeah I was going to say, even when you get the horrible ones, it's, it's just like, yeah. yeah, and it helped, too, that I got, Christian doing this against a rookie, so I got double content. Yeah, you're
1: the only person who uh, got lucky this week, I think.
0: Yeah. Don't, uh, it's really nice when you do have the rookie-rookie matchup, though, so you can just really yeah. focus on that when watching the games.
1: Um, Primetime star. Yeah, um, I don't know about you, but I don't think there's anyone that was uh, abundantly a stud, but... I think quietly there was. Okay, I wonder if we have a, the same guy then, because I got a quiet performance too. But uh, I, I'm going to Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Yep. yep. Just never. He's never in bad coverage. He's just so balanced. He, he's so he, calm. Yeah. Go ahead. He's having <laughs> a
0: quiet rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year campaign because teams just don't go at him. It feels like a lot of the time be, be, because there's easier ways to attack that defense and like yeah it was case keenum um and and yeah they just kind of ran it down the brown or the broncos throat but like he he played every snap once again he gave up next to nothing he broke up two balls he's just always in perfect positioning yeah like he is he's been everything you expected him to be like the prototypical nfl ready long press man corner like I i saw a stat that he's like He's given up like six catches this year or something silly. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll give you two PFF stuff. Uh, he's been in coverage for 211 snaps. He's given up zero completions over 20 yards. That's very impressive for, for any player, but especially for a rookie. Uh, in man coverage, 79 snaps, zero touchdowns allowed. That is the second most snaps without allowing a touchdown among all cornerbacks this year. Like
0: He's having, he's having a
1: legit pro-bullish campaign here. Since we've started doing the podcast, I, I don't think any rookie corner has been as good to start their career as he No. Has.
0: He hasn't had a negative performance and for the most part he's quietly having great performances and I feel like we are we he might have been rookie of the week one time. Yeah. But like I don't know, it's just it's so quiet and um like but what again it should, that shouldn't take away from how good he has been.
1: It's also so impressive that he didn't start the year as corner one and he just Worked his way to this to, in a secondary that looked really talented on paper. Started the year well, and then this defense just kind of just started to crumble. But, but um, he's still playing well. But he's been the best player on that defense, uh, totally. Um, okay. Sorry, one second. I want to see
0: uh, what the schedule is because I want to see who – I really want a big primetime star
1: moment, you know? This coming week, um, Rondell Moore. How about Rondell Moore against the Packers? Calling a shot? That's uh, is that Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Call my shot here. I was gonna I was gonna mention Rondell as like just um an aside later, but I'll, I'll, I'll just say will call my shot here now. Um, they're not game the ball enough. I, I'm gonna say it. I know that that offense is clicking on all cylinders and they're spreading it around more, but every time Rondell more touches the ball, uh, he is just so much fun, and I I just want to see them get him the ball a little bit more. So I had him for rookie who flashed, and they didn't really get him the ball, but like. It was Houston, but they were tied like halfway through the second quarter. So like, I, I want to see him get more involved. And yes, they have all these other weapon, weapons, and Zach Ertz is coming in and looking good too. Um, but get more creative with Rondale Moore. I, I don't know. I want to. So against the Packers, yes, they're shorthanded with with those wide receivers out. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Rondale Moore get some get some good touches. It's pretty wild
0: that through seven uh, weeks, the Cardinals have three receivers with over four hundred yards. Yeah. And a fourth in Rondell Moore with over 300. And it it feels like if Rondell Moore was on a different roster, he'd be having, not not to the level of a Jamar Chase, but he'd be having one of the best offensive rookie years.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, he's found a good home, though, because they, like when they do get him going, they're using him really fun. And he's got mm-hmm. a really good chemistry with Kyler Murray, but I just want to see more of it. Pay my man Christian Kirk someone. Yeah, no, for sure. He's been, he's been great this year, too. Who's your, uh, who, who are you calling the shot for? For uh, primetime? Ne- yeah, next week. Christian Darsaw against the Cowboys. I like that. That's a lot of fun. Hey, we hopefully we get to see Parsons. Uh, we, we, also, we, also,
0: we also get both our Defensive Rookie of the Weeks this week on Monday Night Football, Aziz and uh, Nick Bolton. Exciting stuff. And Dante Pettis. Uh, <laughs> underwhelming performance. Uh, I'll go with Adafi away, who... It was really the Ravens' defense as a whole, but we've gotten so used to away making splash yeah. plays, and he was just invisible. The Bengals' offensive line did a really good job again. Um, Riley Reef kind of just moved him around in the run game, and they did. Joe Burrow's getting the ball out of his hand so quickly, and they're really utilizing, uh, like just getting Jamar Chase ISO and making making that easier on that offensive line, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was underwhelming. And Chuba Hubbard, who I think people were starting to, like, feel like could yeah. be m- maybe more. Um, he's getting so many touches and putting up a lot of yards in recent weeks. Um, but he just – he could not break a tackle against mm-hmm. the Giants. Uh, that No, the, the offensive line was terrible. I said that already. And he looks like he's he's going to be a good back running back. I just don't – I don't want to jump the gun and, and say, like, this guy could – be cons- a consistent starter in the league. I think he he's a uh, a worthwhile backup. He he looked good. Um, he had one drop, but like they they're doing a good job getting him the ball as a pass catcher in space. But
1: I think he's found a really good home. You know, if
0: Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy and they can the Panthers can learn not to give a hundred percent of the snaps to McCaffrey. If it if it can be more of a a 40 split
1: to keep McCaffrey healthy, I think this will be a, a good fit for yeah. Agree with you. Uh, I'll give you one name who might be the best rookie guard so far, so uh, I think that's why expectations are high. Uh, I think I kind of mentioned him last week for underwhelming with Creed Humphrey, his his, his running mate here, uh, but consider all things considered, Humphrey looked kind of fine on the offensive line. But The rest of the offensive line was bad, but specifically Trey Smith really struggled against the Titans. ends. Uh, the offensive line as a whole gave up a fucking shit ton of pressure. Honestly, PFF said 31. I wasn't sure if that was a misprint because that seemed like way too much. But watching the game, it, it almost seems right. I, I don't even know. Four sacks, nine QB hits. It was a abject disaster for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs. I honestly don't. But Trey Smith alone uh, allowed five pressures himself, two sacks. That was both worst of the group um, in bo- both stats. Uh, and running the ball wasn't really a thing for Casey in this game because they got behind. So, like, Mahomes is a leading rusher. So, not only does that, you know, that, that, that's that's Trey Smith's bread and butter, but that also just really doesn't help the pass protection in general when, you know, the, the tight ends can just pin the ear backs and then go. And it was, like, Danico Autry, like, giving him the business. So, it's not like, it's not like they're really doing anything clever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are fucked right now. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, Smith's got to just kind of gear back up to what he was doing the first couple of weeks of the season, though. Um. Yeah, the that Chiefs team just seems like in a uh, to be in a funk in general. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand. I, I I had no idea what happened on Sunday. Like that was the worst performance from the Chiefs in a long time. I, it was so strange. Um. Okay. For looks like a hit because
0: we we should start splitting up Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase games. I shouldn't get both. You know. So I just. <laughs> I didn't know where to put Kyle Pitts because he should have been an offensive rookie of the week candidate, but Jamar Chase had 200 yards. Kyle Pitts had eight targets, seven catches, 163 yards. the The London breakout game I think <laughs> did a lot for instilling confidence in Pitts from Matt Ryan. Yep. Like, and I I I don't think it's going to slow down. Um, they were using him all over the place. He was playing, uh, out wide. He he was he was playing in the slot. Um, just the Dolphins couldn't handle the, the length and the speed and like, you can't put a linebacker on him, You, cause he's just going to burn them. You can't put a corner or a safety really on him cause he's too big. Like it, it, it was, it was kind of goofy uh, how, just how open he's consistently getting he the one thing too was he was using his size really well to create separation like he was playing physical football which I think if you were to worry about one thing about him coming uh, as a generational talent at tight end coming out would have been he's he was a little wiry yeah. like how would he handle the the NFL size and strength but he was bullying like he like the, the Dolphins were putting Eric Rowe on him a lot um, and he was, like, bullying Eric Rowe. Uh, he had, down the sideline, uh, he lined up. This was his best play of the game. He, he lined up um, out wide with Rowe one-on-one. And I guess the thought process of playing Rowe on him is Rowe is, like, a safety corner hybrid with size. Yeah. But he's not good, so I don't know. But uh, and, and Matt Ryan just saw the one-on-one, threw it up deep. Rowe was, 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 was holding Kyle Pitts' inside arm. And he hauled it in with his outside arm one handed. And like that really just it was it was Kyle Pitts at Florida all over again. And I mean they're playing they're Info. playing in Miami, so <laughs> yeah. it made yeah. sense, but it was just glorious. Like Pitt, Pitts was basically looked like Julio Jones because they were playing him out wide mm-hmm. so much. And why not when you have a Hayden Hurst and a Lee Smith as your tight <laughs> end one and two, like play and Kyle no Pitts good outside? Receivers. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley. Well, um, you know that Outside of Ridley, yeah. Uh, Russell Gage, uh, sure. more on Russell Gage cooked. Uh, but like Gage is your speed guy. Ridley's a ridiculous route right runner. Kyle Pitts is your power forward receiver. Like they, they're just like he was running just open as a wide receiver. It was great. Um, he's he is awesome. The, those are my like I think the two most exciting pa- rookie pass catchers in a long time. Like and and the other thing is, Pitts had a bit of a slow start. Pitts is on pace. First of all, he's third in the league in receiving yards among tight ends, and he's on pace for over thirteen hundred yards now. Like he's doing everything that all those colossal yeah. expectations
1: set and said he would do. Yeah, yeah and I do totally think the big, maybe not the big change, but like one of the one of the big parts of the breakout is lining him out uh, up outside. They weren't doing it early in the season, Mm-mm. and I didn't know why. And I kind of you know we talked about him. We we talked about him pretty much every week, and um. That was, a, that was a frustrating thing for me. And, like, a lot of it was slot, some inline stuff, but now they finally figured it out to, to put them out wide at times. And, yeah, I, I think it's, it's coming together. And I agree with you. I don't think it's going to slow down. Um, who looks like a hit for you? So this is the person I alluded to earlier, uh, the SEC defensive lineman, uh, who I think is the New England Patriots' best rookie, and that's Christian Barmore uh for the first time this year barmer led the patriots defensive line in snaps against the jets played 66 percent they moved him like all over the all over the front played some three played some one played some nose and he's just been really productive for them um yes it's the jets off the line and this is another rookie on rookie matchup at times uh but he had four pressures two quarterback hits uh on the day one play he he cooked avt on a stunt for a pressure on wilson early kind of I don't know if they gave him the, the QB hit on this one, but he he did kind of get his ankle as, as Wilson kind of threw the ball away. Uh, right before half, though, created another sack where um, he got to white and really made the play, and then he kind of just ran him into the arms of uh, another defender. Um, but not only getting it done as a pass rusher, I had a really, really great play on a fourth and one where he just slanted down the line and was just too fast for the backside guard to pick up. And... Uh, made the like Went right through the B-gap and made the tackle to prevent the first um, on, on Michael Carter. Um, had a few other like backside hustle stops. Just really impressive with his motor, his size, his athleticism. Um, some PFF stats for you. He's got the best pass rush win rate uh, percentage among rookie IDL, just over Osa Digizua. Uh, he has the third most pressure for a pass IDL through seven weeks since 2006. He has 17 pressures already. And I think he's just kind of getting overshadowed because... Partly because of the position, but also because of uh, Mac Jones' presence. You love to hear it. It was looking like everywhere. It was looking like a miss for you though, Rob. Uh well he's looking
0: like a miss for all of us. You might have had him there last week. I don't know where to put him, but he sucked again. Liam Eichenberg. <laughs> he looked I bad did. against the Falcons. A Falcons edge group that isn't anything special, especially with Dante Fowler hurt. And he just just doesn't look like he should be playing left tackle. He just doesn't, like, look athletic enough, nor strong enough, mm. really, to be playing left tackle. He also had two penalties. One was declined, but a false start and an ineligible downfield. Um, I thought he was one of the safer tackle prospects in this class who could plug and play at right yeah. tackle. He's playing left tackle because Austin Jackson's so bad at it. But uh, Austin Jackson looked really bad, too. Oh, um, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, like, you kind of feel for Tua. I know Tua, people... people
1: are harping on it, but I don't know that offensive line is really yucky and he is a problem. Who's so your miss? Uh, Drummond Davis. Um, I'm not writing him off yet at all, but he hasn't looked particularly good in the least. And hey, I wasn't that high on him, but so this is more of a miss for Washington, but but still, um, he's starting to find this footing against the run. I think he had a couple of nice fills. Um, actually, he played 55 of 56 snaps that only resulted in four tackles, but and I think they're all against the run. Decent fills came down like like made some solid plays, but uh, he and Ankle Holcomb were just completely exposed in coverage. I mean, like Nick Bolton, but Bolton at least made the plays against the run. But that's kind of been the the, the theme of the season for Jonathan Davis, I think. Um, but it kind of came now where he's finally getting the snaps. Um, but you know him struggling through coverage. I don't think that's a surprise. I mean, like I just said, I thought he was over drafted, but I did ultimately think he looked he, he landed in a really really good spot and. We were talking about him as a contender for defensive Rook of the year, and I was right there with the rest of y'all. Um, and then, you know, they the started the year; the stamps weren't there, but now they're coming. And honestly, I, I think it's a good thing. It's a good idea to just to just let him work through the struggles and find his footing, and just let him get accustomed to the speed because you know he's got, he's got the athleticism. Um, was was an ascending prospect, you know, only the the one year starter at, at Kentucky. Um, so I think just let him find his footing. But right now he, he doesn't look like he's 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 there. Uh, don't draft linebackers high, unless yeah. they're
0: Mike unless they're Michael Parsons. Um, and even then, um, but do draft symbol. Because Symbol is the sports stock tr- stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide that the market is in for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Uh, but if you have questions, head on down to Spotify Green Room, where all your sports questions will surely be answered by someone who's going live on the audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Shoot your questions, start your own Spotify r- Green Room, and ask questions. I don't care what you do; just download the app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and be notified when rooms go live. Okay, AJ. I didn't realize how long the show was going to go. Um. Because we spent so much time just talking about Jamar Chase, I think. Uh, I'm going to fire through my needs to step it up because I, I have a handful of guys. Uh, I thought Quiddy Pay once again was a pretty big non factor oh my against God, the 49ers. He's hurt, Rob. Then why is he playing 73% of the snaps? Because <laughs> he's uh, a warrior. Here's one you'll agree with Jalen Phillips, who we talked about last yeah. week, playing a lot of snaps, not doing a whole lot. His snap count went down tremendously. Like He, was, he played 24% of the snaps against Oof. the Falcons. And at one point, I was like, unsure if he was like just got hurt cuz he wasn't playing yeah. but yeah zero factor again uh, also same same game both safeties uh who were day 2 picks Javon Holland had a big game but he also got burned deep mm-hmm. by Russell Gage for that touchdown and that was just bad positioning on his part yeah um he's looked good around the line of scrimmage he's made a couple of impact plays though uh, Richie Grant uh, for the Falcons ended up playing 79% of the snaps. And he looked good around the line of scrimmage, too, cleaning up against the run and, and uh, being a force player against the run. But he was struggling when they were asking him to cover Mike Gisicki, Uh yeah, which, I yeah. mean, Gusecki's having a great year. But he, 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 he struggled to locate football and, and win those 50-50 contested balls. But But, like, both of them, I just wanted to mention them because they both had good and bad moments, which is generally more good than bad when you're a rookie.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair, and I'm just glad they're finally letting Richard Grant play. Mm -hmm. Who you got? I'm gonna just give you one, and it's kind of a weird one, and it's just a guy that like we haven't talked about, but I kind of wanted to bring him up in the past. So, in a shit week, I'm gonna bring him up here, Um, Anthony Schwartz, because there's like lots of opportunity that that group of receivers right now. Uh, His usage has been like a bit hit and miss in terms of like there were stretches uh, uh, in games or of games where like, they kept trying to get him the ball, and then it seems like they forgot that like, he's even on the team for all the stretches. And that was really like all week one where like they, they tried to give him the ball a lot, and then they went away from it, and the last couple of weeks they've been trying to mix him in a bit. Um, but they, he really hasn't given them a reason to remember him. Like He's got, on the season, seven catches on 15 targets, 102 yards, 69 of those yards from week one, and uh, three carries for 12 yards, and his last two carries in the last two weeks – Went for negative yards and he had one rush for seventeen yards in week one. So it's like I, I don't know if you remember week one uh, against the Chiefs where they they really tried to get him the ball, and it was like I'm surprised, but okay, it was like interesting. And then they kind of went away, and it's he's still playing like around forty snap forty percent snaps a game. Um, so nothing crazy, but like with the you know I mean Landry's back, but still with all the injuries at wide receiver and over the course of the season so far, and like. No real effective Browns passing him, obviously, with Keenum in there now especially. But um, it would just be really nice to see the Browns kind of go back to that week one idea. Maybe not as heavy, but try to get him going with some design stuff. You know, I, I, they, they completely went away from him and they're starting. But I don't know. It, it feels like when you drafted Anthony Schwartz, you had to have a plan. They kind of had one in week one, and then it disappeared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, my not ready to play is undrafted rookie Jerry
0: Jacobs for the Lions, who <laughs> come on. had his moments. He does, right? It's just not ready to play in terms of not ready to match up with Cooper Cup, which I think is a fair <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also gave up a touchdown to Van Jefferson. He also had a nice pass uh, breakup um, when covering Cup. And he had a TFL. Like, a Jerry Jacobs is going to be a, a, a good player to have on your roster. It's just unfair to him that he has to... In all these these matchups right now it's like it's him and like and AJ Parker it's like I got I got more uh, Bob, AJ Parker's gonna be my best undrafted rookie let's respect that so because I think AJ Parker's got some legit talent to be an yeah. NFL nickel he he had a sweet. I might as well talk about him now. Yeah. he had a sweet pass breakup uh covering Higby I think and he looked good lining up over the sl- slots. He, he yeah. also, like, he gave up a couple to, to Woods in, in, in Cup 2, but who wouldn't in that situation? Like, both of those guys are NFL rosterable players.
1: Yeah, no, it's cool that they're just letting them play their way through it, you know, like, throwing them into the fire. And, you know, it's been due to some injuries, but uh, obviously Jeff Okuda, first and foremost. But throwing them in the fire and, like, just saying, fuck it, find your footing. We suck. Who cares? Uh, bite some kneecaps. And they're not... Like, they're giving up plays, but they're not playing as bad as they should be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I got a funky one. I just want to bring him up because he saw his first action this season, and it's Dylan Raidens who, uh, after like Taylor One's injury, they signed Bobby Hart off the street, and rather than give Raidens the look at tackle, they've been starting Bobby Hart. Uh, so that's, right off the bat, is kind of a funky thing. And again, okay, so, maybe you like him better at guard. So in this game, uh, both Roger Saffold and Nate Davis got banged up in different intervals, so Raiden's uh ended up filling in for both of them 22 snaps in total looked all right honestly I don't think it was bad it's a lot of run blocking because they had the lead but it didn't look bad at all run blocking uh pass protecting I think it needs a lot of work for sure but um I wanted to bring this up because this is more so like Tennessee like it just feels like they don't trust him at all really right so like they don't think he's ready to play apparently um because they don't trust him but then they also want him to, to fill in at both guard spots and I know he struggled in the preseason, and he hasn't been good. But it it feels like they they're dealing with this poorly. So I kind of wanted to bring this up because I wanted to hear what your thoughts are on that. On what they should do with ratings? Yeah, and how they're handling this so far.
0: All right. Well, they're playing so well that I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like the did anyone think they would beat the Bills? At one point this year, I thought they were a fraud team. Now they've beaten the Bills and the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> they were weird. They're a weird team.
0: Like, I think right now, you want to, like, Dylan Reedens to be your every man yeah. fill in spot across the offensive line because I, I think he's a better fit for guard. But yeah. I do th- think he he's probably their future starting right tackle.
1: Yeah, but that's why it's kind of weird that he didn't get first kick of the can at left tackle. Like, they just signed Bobby Hart and put him there.
0: I don't know if that's a confident. Like you don't want to throw the rookie in there and maybe. Plus, I mean, what do you mean, Bobby Hart started a ton of games in the league?
1: He looked. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong.
0: <laughs> um, okay, rookies Rick, who uh, better say best day three rookie. Uh, I'll throw two rookie uh, day three rookie running backs at you who both ran for over, for a hundred yards yeah, uh, that in one losing two. efforts. Is yours Elijah Mitchell? Yeah, it's Elijah Mitchell. Okay, him and Khalil Herbert, who are both. Shanahan-esque type running backs with that one cut style. Yeah, Herbert did it again too. And again, they got down by so much that like he was running into pretty light boxes. But like he looks really good. He just runs with a purpose. Yeah, he sees that cutback lane, he hits it, and, and he's he he doesn't he's not breaking off huge runs or anything, but it's like consistent mm-hmm. four, seven, ten. Like it's a good back. And, and Elijah Mitchell is doing a very similar thing for the 49ers
1: yeah uh two missed tackles sixty yards after contact that's impressive um one oh seven on eighteen it is very similar to 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 that and like i said a couple weeks ago i think he's better than trey sermon at least right now i think i think he's he's uh like as long as he stays healthy that's his job yeah no i totally agree and it totally is he's i mean not only is he with a shanty, but like he's very very shanty mm-hmm. uh, they've both been so great i mean it's it's. Like, it sucks that Montgomery went down, and I was like, I love Tariq Cohen, so it sucks that he's missed, like, the mm-hmm. last two seasons. But really fun that we've gotten to see Khalil Herbert thrive immediately.
0: Um, Rookies who flashed, I'll give you two receivers. Oh, wait, you have to use you, your UDFA.
1: I don't have a UDFA. Like I didn't think so. Because yeah.
0: it's just a rotation of whether whoever gets the Parker. Lions game has one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rookies who flashed, uh, both Jalen Waddle and Rashad Bateman. Uh, Waddle, again, just really consistent go-to guy underneath for um for Tua it's a lot of RPOs to Gesicki over yeah. the middle or, or Waddle on the quick slant or quick outs to Waddle he ended up with eight targets seven catches for 83 yards nothing big it was just like 11 yard gains yeah I really hope they unleash him as a as a big play guy eventually but I think that offense isn't there yet my other one Rashad Bateman had another nice performance uh they lost but Three catches for eighty yards. Um, the first catch was um, a uh, just a, a kind of a sit down in in the open hole of the zone off a play action, or no, no it was an RPO. But he sat down and found space, picked up like fifteen yards. Um, and he, he he looks fast, which I think yeah. is a big big thing. And and the other the his other big play was. Um, they lined him up outside, ran a crosser. Lamar made a nice scramble throw, and he was wide open behind the secondary and picked up a huge chunk of yards. Um, last week, it was him converting third downs for first downs, and this week, it was big plays. Uh, he he His his final catch, he had six targets, but the first couple were, like, missed throws. Um, his final catch was another kind of crosser out of the slot where he just outran. The, they had Logan
1: Wilson on him. He just kind of outran him and picked up first down. But, yeah, he looked great. I love Logan Wilson. Um, this Ravens offense with obviously Hollywood Brown, yeah, he's got some of these these terrible drops, but making awesome plays as well. And Bateman coming uh, coming in healthy and catching on quick. It's a fun, fun offense to watch, and obviously Lamar Jackson. But it's a fun, fun offense to watch. I wish Dobbins was healthy and like everything was just clicking for this. O. and like the offensive line was better. Like, you know what I mean? But th- they'll mm-hmm. get back there. Um, I mentioned Rondell Moore I had here earlier, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with his teammate, uh, Z- Zayvon Collins on the other side of the football. Uh, played his highest percent of snaps so far this year, uh, was only 58%, and I had him for rookie who flashed. He wasn't flashy, flashy. He's just really solid. Solid against the run. Uh, surprisingly, I'll, I've talked to a multiple linebackers already who can't cover the pass. He is already solid against the pass. Um, he's just really not caught out of position. Um, even like when I've seen him bite on play action a few times, he, he's doing a really good job of just getting back into and, and position. Um, he's around the ball a fair amount. He's not making... If you play on the football, he only have four tackles in this game, but he's around the ball. And um, one thing, not to the negative, but one thing I w- really, but one thing I will say is they don't do anything fun with him yet. And he was so good at blit- at blitzing at Tulsa, and I haven't seen the cards do that with him at all. He's been so solid, but it's almost boring, like because he doesn't play like a shit ton. And he's just been really solid. But I want to see them like get funky with them, and like as I hope they would. But I mean, they're winning. So like it's hard to give them shit for it but just as a selfish person who does a podcast about rookies i want to see it um okay a couple out of
0: nowhere rooks uh jaylen morgan in the start at left tackle for the 49ers against the colts and i didn't think he played a bad game yeah i agree Agreed. um Jalen darden had yeah. a 43 yard punt return and then they used him uh in a gadgety way at 11 yard run fun to I'm see. Just, uh, it, it's just cool. I didn't think he would play any snaps in that receiver room, but it was cool to see him on the field. Yep. Um, and then uh, Quincy Roche, who I didn't even know was on the Giants after the Steelers cut him. He, he played 36% of the snaps against the uh, Panthers, and he had a big TFL. Again, that offensive line was horrible, but
1: yeah. Um, okay, uh, this guy's not out of nowhere, but it was shocking to see Elijah Moore making a couple plays, because I mentioned earlier that uh, he had that quick hitter where he broke a tackle. It was a really impressive broken tackle, too. Got the first down. Uh, then he had a rushing touchdown. That's what I really wanted to talk about. He had a rushing touchdown. 17 yards on a really neatly designed reverse play where they kind of tossed it back to him. Then just lots of space, turned on some wheels, followed his blocks, got into the end zone. It really, look, like, it wasn't a lot, but it, it felt like maybe this is the game where he starts finding his footing. And that offense is a disaster um, from top to bottom, but they really got to do more of this stuff and get Elijah Moore going because the two times that he had the ball in his hands in this game, he looked dangerous, and I just want to see more of it. More, more, more.
0: Um, My start the rook is a guy who's effectively is a starter already, but I just wanted to mention him somewhere. Adi Ogundeji for the Falcons, the the Notre Dame edge, um, who in the first – handful of weeks didn't play more than 33% of the snaps ever then last week played, like two week two games ago played 54% of the snaps and played 71% against the Dolphins and he's just he kept chasing down plays backside and he just his motor was on fire the Falcons pass rush isn't great but he uh he was providing a little juice up front for them and I, I think he's a guy when your season is awash and you don't have anyone Really worth starting on the edge, especially or yeah.
1: Fowler Dunn. Uh, Ogundegi should just play starter snaps all year. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. And um, my guy plays a lot, but I want to see him getting the, the bulk here. Uh, Javante Williams, who I think coming into the season is a guy we thought we would talk a lot about on this podcast, and we really haven't because Melvin Gordon is still out snapping him 60-40. Mm. And he hasn't been amazing by any means, but he neither has Gordon – and he's been better than Gordon. Um, and we see him get, get some stuff done in the passing game this week. He had yeah. six catches, caught a touchdown. Um, so I'm, I'm really asking him to get the 60% share, right? And to me, I know it's a cliche, but he really does seem like that type of he gets better as the game goes on type yeah. of running back. He can wear you down. Yeah, where you can wear you down. He, you know, that, that, that 60-40 virtually split with Michael Carter last year worked so well. So you don't have to erase Gordon's presence in this offense. Just give him that 60. And maybe we're just waiting just to see it. just go 50-50 even. Or just even, just yeah. Kind of more even. touches is really all you're pleading for. At this yeah, exactly. Especially when they got nothing going in the passing game. Yeah,
0: for real. Well, we did. We got through the worst week of football. It was like not a bad week for rookies, really.
1: Great podcast.
0: This Honestly, we did the most we could with the
1: content the NFL gave us. <laughs> I heard fans of the show were wondering if we weren't going to hit an hour tonight. So I'll just say that. But we did it.